Listeners to another episode of True North Nerd. This week it's going to be a lot of new stuff because uh, we are coming in hot off the heels of D23, uh, where they talked about a lot of things, uh, both Marvel and otherwise. So, uh, but before we get to that, we have Jen. Hello. We have Ryan. Hello. And Gavin. Hey, I'm here. Yay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do we just, I guess, like, what's in the news, Ryan? And how much of it relates to Disney? Uh, well, do you want me to talk about the not Disney stuff first? Or, because <laughs> pretty much all of it's Disney. Okay, well, let's talk about the not Disney stuff first. And okay. now also because uh, Kevin's got a little bit too that isn't Disney affiliated, so we'll we'll do that stuff and then we'll dive into D twenty three. Okay, so of all my notes, the only thing I have that's not Disney related is we got a trailer for the Glass Onion, and for those of you that don't know what oh. that is, that's the sequel to Knives Out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah, me too. So it's a straight to Netflix movie. It is. So, yep. Oh, I had no idea. Uh, Netflix, yeah, Netflix bought, purchased uh, the follow-ups, the sequels. Oh. Was it not, was it not, wait, well, what was it before? I saw Knives Out in the it was a net- Yeah, but uh, Netflix got, like, the streaming rights to the yes. first yeah. one. Yeah. And um, then, I guess, bought it for the second one. Um, <clears throat> I was looking forward to going to see it on the big screen. Well, I believe it's a straight to Netflix. I don't think Netflix paid for it. I don't think it's getting a theatrical run, but I could be mistaken. You never we know. could just get a projector and like project it onto the side of someone's house. There we go. <laughs> that's a big screen. There we go. And that's it for me for news. There you go. <laughs> Everything else is Disney related. Well, no. In my note, in my notes, it is. I have Star Trek Day news. Last week was Star Trek Day. On September eighth, which was also the same day as Disney Plus Day, I don't know why they just dis- why Disney decided to usurp Paramount's one day that they take a year. Now I guess Paramount takes two days a year. Now they do Star Trek Day in September and they do First Contact Day in April. But uh, uh, so there wasn't a ton of new things announced at, on Star Trek Day, but we did get some release dates. We know that Picard season three will premiere on Thursday, February 16th. Uh, There was a new trailer for Star Trek Picard that starts with Beverly Crusher calling for help. 
and it shows seven of nine in the commander's chair of the USS Titan. So I'm looking forward to Picard hasn't been the greatest series, but I am really excited about what's coming up for season three on that show. Yeah, this one does look pretty interesting with all the returning uh, cast members and stuff. Yeah. Um, They also gave us a clip from Strange New Worlds Season 2. I think everybody who has seen Strange New Worlds has said that it was the sort of breath of fresh air that we all wanted in the Star Trek universe. Um, I I have seen very few negative comments about um, Strange New Worlds. We got got a a teaser clip of uh, a scene basically featuring Ensign Ortega or Lieutenant Ortegas, uh, she, she's the navigator. She flies the ship. And, um, and we also learned that we will be getting a new um, engineer because of reasons. If people haven't seen the end of the first season of Strange New Worlds, I'm not going to spoil it. But because of reasons, we need a new chief engineer. And she will be played by the one and only the legendary Carol Kane. Um. I'm excited about that. I love Carol Kane and I love the light sort of lightheartedness of strange new worlds. And I think she's going to be a nice um, addition to the cast. She is going to be playing uh, commander Pelia. And there's oh, cool. a very cool photo of her in her engineering uniform uh, on star Um I have a feeling she's going to, she might turn out to be a lot like that mechanic character that's on the Mandalorian that's played by, um, uh oh what's her name uh the one on tatooine yeah they even have a similar they they do have like a similar mannerism to them yes yes yeah so i think um i think we might get that kind of a of an engineer it should be fun um okay i had to google who carol kane was because the name was familiar but i couldn't put a face to it and now i have and yes have fun storming the castle yeah (laughs) I'm like, oh, I was gonna say, you've been bride. quoting her for years. <laughs> okay, but I couldn't remember the actress's yeah. name. And it she's sounded been on, familiar. Yeah, she's, I couldn't put a face to it. She was on Taxi back in the day, and more recently, yes. she was on Kimmy Schmidt. And uh, yeah, 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 she's Have fun storming the castle. Yeah, I say that to and Brent she all the was, time. Uh, uh, she was in Scrooged. Yes, she's the uh, the, she's the ghost, ghost of Christmas of present, isn't she? Present. Yeah, and she okay. beats the snot out of him. Yeah. Yes. I've only seen Scrooged once. I think Brent showed it to me. And uh, I've never seen it yeah. since then. <laughs> Every Christmas I love season. That movie. I may not watch the whole thing, but usually I'm lucky enough that it's on TV enough. I can watch parts enough parts of it to, to yeah. catch the whole movie. <laughs> Got so many Christmas movies. <laughs> so we didn't get a return date for Strange New Worlds, but we're assuming it's in the new year. Uh, then we got a behind-the-scenes set tour and first image, first look at Discovery Season 5. They told us nothing. Um, but to me, the most interesting thing is the fact that Season 5 of Discovery is still being filmed right now. Um, I think that means that we're going to get it after Strange New Worlds, which has finished filming Season 2 and is in post-production. So... I think there might be a little shifting of of the order of things that come out next year. Then uh, we got a sneak peek at uh, part the next few episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, but that show's already airing, so there wasn't very much revealed. They just want us to, wanted us to 
know that they're still here and on and very funny. That show's been very funny. I don't know I if enjoyed you've seen t- today's, today's episode. episode. Yeah. Yes. We gotta get. We we saw season one and then uh, we need to get the other two seasons somehow. <clears throat> Yeah, it's very <laughs> funny. Um, then we got... A the sm- comic book came out this week, too. Yes, I want to get that. I need to pick that up. Um, then we got a sneak peek of the new uh, season of Star Trek Prodigy. That's coming back on s- October 27th. Uh, so it's going to overlap by the with the end of Lower Decks by one week. Uh, and it was, it was actual Admiral Janeway on a ship chasing down hologram... Janeway and her ragtag crew on the USS Protostar. I'm very excited to see where that show goes. It's a show that apparently is designed for kids, but it's really well written and um, it's very fun. Uh, We also learned uh, for Prodigy that a new recurring character will be joining the cast. Uh, Do you remember the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called The Outrageous Okana, where Billy Campbell played Okana, who was sort of this, like, dashing rogue pirate captain. No, I'm getting silence from you no. guys. I know and I, I thought the, we watched all episode, of them. I don't know episode names. So. Yeah, so he was, you know, he, he was transporting young lovers in between their two planets. And, okay. yep. and their parents thought that, that he was the one that was, yeah. Anyway, he's going to be a new recurring character um, h- helping out these kids on the Protostar. So that should be interesting. Mm. Uh, and so, so Prodigy comes back in uh, on the 27th of October. So that is our five Star Trek series. But wait, there was one more little thing that came out. Nicholas Meyer came out on stage, and Nicholas Meyer directed Star Trek's two, four, and six. <laughs> Strangely enough, or maybe it's just two and six. He directed two, at least two of the good ones. No, he didn't direct four because four is uh, four I is think Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy directed. Yeah, four. He, Nimoy did three and four, and Shatner did five. So uh, Nicholas Myers did two and six, uh, and he came out and started talking about how they had developed a whole storyline. F- about Khan and what had happened on SETI Alpha 5 between the time of the episode of of the original series that he was on and Star Trek 2 and how the original plan was to make three one-hour episodes or something like that. This is going to be a miniseries. Instead, they announced that it's the story is going to be released as a full audio drama podcast. Uh and that's coming out sometime after Christmas. Uh, there's really no details about it. The show is called Star Trek Con SETI Alpha 5. And um, uh, yeah, so it's going to tell the story of Khan and his genetically enhanced people living on the desert planet of SETI Alpha 5. Um, I, they haven't said what platform it's being released on, whether it's going to be a paid pay to play pay to play it kind of thing or if it's going to be released on like marvel is releasing its podcasts um uh, i don't know but uh, i think it'll be an interesting story anyway so yeah that is all the news that was that was fit to come out of star trek day <laughs> i've got some non-disney news okay uh so i don't know if uh, anybody else who listens to this podcast plays the sims 4 or has ever wanted to play The Sims 4, but Star- 
Why are you laughing? <laughs> this is actually You're so excited about this. And it's a game you already own. I know. Well, starting on October the 18th, the Sims 4 base game will be available to download for free on everything. Ooh. On PC, on Mac, on uh, PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox, Xbox One. You can download the base game for free. Um, part of me wants to get all you guys to download it for free and then do uh, a YouTube video of uh, me trying to teach you guys how to play The Sims. Uh, <laughs> I thought that would be our new recording platform. Sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that if anybody has been curious about playing The Sims 4, I mean, it came out in 2014, so it's not a new game. Um, but now is a great opportunity to at least download the base game and give it a shot. Try it out. See if you like it. You don't have to buy all the expansion packs. Uh, but if you want to, you can. And, yeah, see if you like it. So that's starting on October the 18th. Very cool. Fun. Yep. I already have it, so it's no good to me. But I'm hoping other people will download it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, um, so I guess let's get into uh, D23. Okay. D23. Well, we'll, we'll give it the... We'll save the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff. So here's okay. the, the not Marvel Star Wars stuff. Um, they announced a, a sequel for Inside Out. We're getting an Inside Out 2. Yes. Uh, Did I, they say what it was about? It's the emotions dealing with Riley's teenage years. Ooh. Yeah. So this is when the horny emotion shows up? They, they did say there will be new emotions. <laughs> I hope one of them is a goth. I really want like <laughs> I want joy to be inter joy and sadness to be interacting with this like emo emotion. <laughs> I, I have a feeling disgust might come to the forefront. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a, such a good movie. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Made me I, cry uh... so hard. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you about my, my viewing experience for that first movie? No. I uh, I accidentally, I guess I, I clicked on the French version on Disney <laughs> Plus or whatever streaming service it was on. Um, but it was still in English. But all the writing and all the signs and anything that was written was in French. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and at first I just like, I like, I just like, oh. That's okay. I guess it's a, you know, it takes place in a French place, I guess. Whatever. That's interesting. <laughs> and it wasn't until after I finished the movie that it was like, oh, apparently I clicked on the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the French, the French visuals with it, with the English soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Cause you probably have to adjust your settings to have the French soundtrack come up. Probably. But they have, I guess, a separate file. For the French backgrounds and everything. Cool. Neat. So it was interesting. Brent, was that the one that we saw with Kim and Dan? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah. They thought it was a hoot. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. Um what else did uh ooh, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming. And that one's coming shortly. That's like next month. Yeah. On Disney Plus. Yes. 
they're finally releasing it in time for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that trailer looks cute. Yes. That movie is, I think there's a generation of people who grew up with that movie because I think it played on the Disney Channel a lot in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so hot right now that um, during the Halloween parties at Disney Disneyland, or maybe it's Disney World, I'm not sure, one of the parks, they have Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle Cow dressed as the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> so I saw it for the first time like last year. Um, I'd never seen it before. And I was just figured I should watch it to see what all the hullabaloo was about. I knew about it, obviously. Um, Same. It was cute. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I think I think if I had seen it as a in the '90s as a child, I would have probably developed that same kind of attachment to it. But seeing it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, it was cute. Yep. Um, I think it's, it's a good Halloween, like fun Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, and I liked it enough that I'll, I'll probably give I'll give this a watch. Yeah, I love Bette Midler, um, and I love uh, the other actress, not not Sarah Jessica Parker. Catherine uh, Najimy. That's her name. Catherine Najimy. Yeah. Gosh, I'm having a bad time with names tonight there is, there is a line from hocus pocus that i quote quite often it's when sarah jessica parker's character just goes yep is uh, uh doug jones still the zombie guy does yes. anybody know yes yes doug jones is in this movie too cool I'll have to rewatch the first one and, and then watch the sequel because i watched the, when i heard that the sequel was coming out i'm like they, they died at the end of the first one, didn't they? <laughs> I think they like, did. Like, dead, dead, like, turned into dust and blew away. Like, no body, nothing. But then the trailer actually solves that question. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Magic. Magic. Yeah. Um, another, here's, this one was not on my radar at all. Uh, didn't know they were going to be doing this one. A live action air quotes, prequel for The Lion King called Mufasa The Lion King. Yeah, that was new. Mm-hmm. So that... I think... Go ahead, Jen. You think it's going to be one of those we need to redeem the villain of the original movie movies? Like we find out I that Scar's not. not so bad? It's just no. circumstances have made him bad? No, I the only thing I can see, we'll see him be, you know, become an asshole. Yeah, that's what my hope is, too, that it shows the beginning of the conflict. And that he's always um, been an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Jealous. I, I'll, like, I'm sure this is for somebody, and I, I won't crap on it, but this is, like, oh, this yeah. is one of those announcements that I'm, like, there, there is no need for this for me. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm quite content yeah. with the, the, the way that the Lion King plays out. I don't need the Mufasa origin story. Well, no. and yeah. you guys know how big a Disney fan I am, and I've never... The only one of the live-action remakes I've seen is Beauty and the Beast. I like that live-action remake. That one was good. It was fine. I haven't seen Lion King or Jungle Book or or uh, Maleficent or you know any of them because i just don't feel the need to watch them because i know how the story ends yeah yeah i hear the new pinocchio that's on disney plus is not great oh no oh, oh, oh. it just looks terrifying to me and <laughs> tom hanks is continuing his current run of let's see how bad of an accent i can do <laughs> yeah. i i've seen a few of the live action ones i haven't seen the live action um, Lion King, because 
I'm like, it's still an animated Lion King movie. It's just now it's more realistically yeah. animated. Yeah. But I know I liked the Beauty and the Beast one, except for uh, Hermione singing was awful. Um, <laughs> but the guy who played um, the Beast. Oh, God. I'm so bad with names Dan, tonight. Uh, I love it's Dan. Dan. What's his last name? He was on Downton Abbey. Yeah, I love him. He's so good. He keeps popping up in movies, and I'm like, ah, I love him. Um, I really liked the new song that they put in that, too, at the end. And I kind of like that they explained a bit more about why Belle and her father were in this poor provincial town. Mm. Um, so I, I like that they kind of, and why nobody remembered that there was a gi- big giant castle in the middle of the forest. Um, so I like that they kind of filled in a couple of the holes from the animated yeah. one. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that movie, but I don't remember watching it. So yeah. I feel like I saw the beginning, slept through the middle of it, and <laughs> saw the end. But uh, I can't remember what other live... I saw the live-action Aladdin. It was okay. I've seen that one. That one was okay. I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. I saw Jungle Book. I didn't see that one. I wanted them to sing uh, sing more in that one. <laughs> there wasn't enough singing. There wasn't enough uh, bare necessities sing along. Um, I saw that in. Um, I, I don't know if I've seen The Lion King or not. I feel like oh. I watched it, but it's one of these. A lot of these live action adaptations um, aren't memorable. Yeah, it's just, I just because it's it for the most part, like it's both the good and bad of it. Yeah, most part they don't deviate from the original films, right? So yeah. you're just watching like, like just the same thing, but like in the case of the uh, Lion King one, you're just watching the same movie animated differently. Yeah. Okay, so because it's could... like it's like none of those animals are real, right? So yeah. it's just a different style of animation. So I googled uh, live action Disney. So I found the Rotten Tomatoes all nineteen Disney live action remakes ranked. There have been nineteen of them. Yeah. So uh, wow. The Jungle Book is the number one. Uh, then Pete's Dragon, which I haven't seen. I don't even remember oh, seeing what? the animated one though. Uh, was Pete's Dragon was originally? The Pete's Dragon I think of originally was live action. It was half and half, wasn't it? It was well, the, the dragon, dragon was, was animated. The dragon was animated. But it was yeah. like, like like who framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Uh and then there's the Cinderella from twenty fifteen with Lily James. That one wasn't too bad, I remember. Yeah, don't doesn't really matter. Uh another jungle book. The nineteen ninety four jungle book. So the number one one was the twenty sixteen jungle book. Uh-huh. And the number four is nineteen ninety four jungle book. Oh, uh, oh. I remember that. That's got it stars uh, uh, Jason Scott Lee, the the guy yeah. who played Bruce Lee in Dragon. Yeah, that was pretty good. I saw that in the theater, or at least like younger me thought it was pretty good at the time. <laughs> um, number five is Cruella, which I really liked that movie. Um, it to me it was more like an alternate reality Cruella, like it it, it wasn't the Cruella from the One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Because she's mm. just not Cruella. And by the end of that movie, she's like, she's not a dog murdering crazy person. Um, but it, it was a very good movie. Um, number six was Mulan, which I still haven't seen. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, I need to watch that one still. Uh, number seven that is Christopher more Robin. Singing too. <laughs> uh, then Beauty and the Beast. Then Lady and the Tramp, 
then Aladdin, then Maleficent. I liked, I didn't mind Maleficent. It was okay. Uh, then the Lion King. Then they put Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. That one was just weird. Dumbo. Oh, geez. The 1996 101 Dalmatians with uh, Glenn Close. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, 102 Dalmatians. The 2022 Pinocchio is down at number 18 with 27%. And then the number 19 is Alice Through the Looking Glass. So, yeah, the new Pinocchio is way at the bottom. It's 18 out of 19, (laughs) according to Rotten Tomatoes. So, anyway, in case you were wondering, there have been 19 uh, live-action remakes. And that concludes my tangent. There you go. See, I wouldn't have been thinking of like the Alice in Wonderland ones because, like, I don't know. I don't think of Alice in Wonderland as original Disney movie. Well, no, but there you, was I, the Alice in Wonderland yeah. animated movie. Oh, I know, and I'm, and, I'm, and they were done by Disney, but I don't yeah. put Disney and, and Alice. They don't connect in my brain. Not and that the the Alice. other thing that's maybe a little telling, Jen, is that like. The ones that you kept saying, oh, that was pretty good, aren't actually, like, that list is sort of misleading in some ways. Mm. Like, Maleficent wasn't, like, a live-action remake of Cinderella. It was, like, a side story or prequel. Or Sleeping Beauty. But, like, like, there was a couple of those that, like, same with Cruella. Not really 101 Dalmatians. It's just, like, a character from it. I would say that Maleficent was also kind of more like alternate timeline Sleeping Beauty because yeah. the whole thing with Maleficent is, yes, she's an evil fairy. Well, quote unquote evil. She, I feel she's very justified in her evil. Um, mm. And she ends up befriending Aurora and basically becoming like a mother figure to her. And spoilers for the end of this movie. Um, it's not the prince that kisses her awake. It's Maleficent that kisses Sleeping Beauty awake. Huh. So I kind of liked that twist at the end because it's true love's kiss and Maleficent truly loves this girl that she's cursed because she basically raised her. Uh, so I kind of liked that spin, but like, that's like a, it's like alternate timeline. Cruella's like alternate timeline. So, I mean, they're not remakes. They're versions. Yeah. I would say. So you kind of have to judge them on their own and not as a remake of the original animation. And speaking of remakes of original animation, we got our first look at The <laughs> Little Mermaid. I have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> uh, Mostly of the assholes online. Well, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. There's no point. They don't listen to our show. The, to me, uh, the clip is perfectly fine. The, yep. actress, the actress looks perfectly fine. Her voice is great. Uh, that is one of my, well, you know, from being a kid, that was one of my favorite Disney cartoons mm-hmm. back in the day. So um, I don't know if I'll be running out to theaters to see this, but when it hits Disney Plus, I will watch it. I just and have it better one... have lots of singing. <laughs> I just have one criticism of the uh, actress, the portrayal of Ariel in this, okay. and it might just be the way it was filmed, but it looks to me like she has a pretty serious unibrow. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why give Ariel a unibrow? That's just cruel. <laughs> have, have you seen any of the videos of all the little girls of color? <gasps> yes. Crying to their moms oh. like, Ariel, she looks like me. Like, that's why you do it, people. Every time I oh, see yeah. a video of some asshole who's like, I just redid the, the trailer so that she's white. Mm-hmm. I 
then immediately look up a trailer of all of the children of color watching her and getting ecstatic because that's yeah. what it's all it's like right. people are evil and the people yeah. who say the real little mermaid is white well tell me where you found this real mermaid yeah. and you <laughs> well, do whatever you want with her. ryan so, and i had a big discussion at work yes. about this i found I, I came across the perfect meme that encapsulates this whole discussion today uh, when i was surfing the internet and it's uh one of those ones where it's like oh show me the you know, this is the real little mermaid and it's got like someone from the 90s and it's like oh this is the real little mermaid and it's got like somebody from like the like the, the old like the 50s whenever whenever it was and then it's like no this is the real and it's like a pirate little sketch drawing and it's, and it's got a manatee the real little mermaid is from hans christian anderson and it was written in 1836 yeah yeah and no, then the out of curiosity are manatees <laughs> Well, yeah, that's then pirates got freaky. Yeah, that's one of the theories. But like, it doesn't say anywhere that she was a ginger with white skin. Like it's. And in that story, she turned into sea foam at the end and died. Yeah, yeah, she killed herself so that her prince would be happy with not her. Yeah. Okay, so it says in this version, the youngest was the prettiest of them all. Her skin was as clear and delicate as a rose leaf, and her eyes as blue as the depths of the sea. That's it. Her skin was as clear as a, a rose leaf? As so clear red, and so delicate she, as a rose leaf. So she was. So she's green. <laughs> well, no, her skin was soft and delicate. <laughs> Didn't say what color it is. Regardless, like this, this is one of those times where I'm like, this movie isn't for me. Like, <laughs> it wasn't made for me. It's not geared towards me. And I like anything. Like, I don't have it any does, issues with it at all. I'll, I'll it, watch it on Disney yeah. Plus, but I probably won't seek it out unless Jen really wants to yeah. see it. If it I doesn't have it. a singing crab, they've missed the boat. <laughs> I really want to see it, Brent, but I won't see it with you if you don't want to. I'll watch it with Kim. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's a better lineup. Uh, do you have any uh, more non yep. uh, Star Wars or Marvel? I, yep, I've yep. got some. If you've missed them, so oh, okay. This one uh, I'm looking forward to, and we only have uh, a couple months to wait. We got our first real trailer for Willow, and it looks. Oh awesome. yeah. <laughs> that's the sound of Jen's head exploding. I'm so excited. Willow was one of my first fantasy movies ever that I ever saw. And I just completely fell in love with it. So I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) And it looks like it's going to be amazing. Like, um, I I read the sequel to, I read the book Willow. I still have it somewhere. And then I read the sequels, but I don't, a long time ago, I don't really remember them. But it goes through Alora's childhood basically and growing up so i'm yeah, i don't I know don't, i i don't know if those novels are going to be canon or not so i wouldn't meh i don't I, remember them but i yeah, like they i'm kind of hoping that's what the story is right they were written by classic x-men writer chris claremont yes and sorsha's in it again and the little the tiny guys whose names i don't remember um <laughs> mayhem, 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 and then happy kissy ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were funny. Oh, I'm so excited that they're back. And, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be so good. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe this is sacrilegious, but uh, I feel it looks better than Willow does. Well, yes. I I love Willow. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like this looks like a more put a better put together version of that of like this whole saga. So I'm looking forward to that one. Well, Willow was made in what 1988. Yeah. So and, uh, graphics weren't great at yeah. that time. Wait, I don't mean so much in shoestring. I don't mean so much that is more of like the I don't know it's it has more of a a well I can I don't know how to explain it it just seems like it's better. I'm so <laughs> but, excited. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to rewatch Willow before the series. No, I'm okay with that. Yes. I'm no I, I had it on VHS. I'm pretty sure I have it on DVD. I, I don't know if it's it on a, Blu-ray. Is it a trifecta one? I'm pretty sure. Only f- very few movies have made the trifecta where we've kept the VHS, the DVD, and the Blu-ray. Uh. <laughs> Willow might be one of them. All right. Next up. Uh, well, that's it for my um, other mar- uh, stuff for other than Star Wars and Marvel. So what do you got there, Brent? So uh, I saw the trailer for National Treasure. Uh, oh, I forgot about that one. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. a TV series. Um, yes, we've discussed and, that a few times on this show over yeah, the years. Um, looks like it could be fun. Uh, the characters involved are a little bit on the younger side, like early 20s kind of thing. Um, but like, I, I, I like those movies. They're not. I've like, never, I've never not, seen them. Yeah, they're not cinematic genius by any stretch, but like they they were like the family friendly version of like the Dan Brown stuff that was coming out at the time. Like like the the uh, Da Vinci Code and stuff like that. Same kind of idea, but everybody could go see it. And it was yep. the part of the Library of Congress tour that Brent remembers. Because <laughs> I, I still to this day find it hilarious that it, what is it, Jen, their main reading room? Yes. Is there is still they because they don't have a lot of books in the actual reading room for yeah, obvious it, it's reasons. Several story, and it's several stories high, so it's a very tall room. So they made these fake book panels, which, like, you know, on film, you can't really tell the difference. But they just left them there. <laughs> the Library of Congress did, too. They're still up there, if you go, or at least as of, we went, what, Jen, two years 20, ago? Well, no. 2018. Yeah, so at least as of 2018, these fake wall panels of books left by the production of the original National Treasure are still in the Library of Congress. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yep. But I, I like those things, so. Yeah, I like those movies, too. They're fun. I need to watch uh, them. The other thing I, I saw that was a little bit of a detour, uh, but in the realm of Disney, is that there is a new Tron video game coming out. Oh. Yeah, okay. not much in the way of information. The the teaser shows you nothing but the identity disc and that... Uh, um, I didn't see what it's available for other than Steam because it goes by mm. really, really quick. And I believe if you go to Steam right now, there's a listing for it, but it doesn't really tell you much about the game either. Um, I am a noted fan of the original and of the remake, or well, the, not remake, a sequel. sequel? 
And and I even like that series from Netflix, even though it, it wasn't great, but it was okay. It was that pretty cartoon. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um. So I like anything. Anytime anything Tron pops up, I'm I'm always happy. And I the uh, the coaster opens at one of the U.S. parks soon, doesn't it? Magic Kingdom Spring 2023. They've yeah. only taken five years to build it. It's one of those weird ones that it's like, kind of like their Avatar area. It, like by the time it's done, it's kind of like everybody sort of moved on. But the coaster itself just looks fantastic. Yeah, considering it's an exact copy of a ride they already built in China, it yeah. shouldn't have taken this long. But COVID and yeah, my cousin's been on it and said it was pretty good. Uh, so there's one more property that I saw a trailer for that falls into the Disney realm that's not Marvel or Star Wars, and that was the trailer for the new uh, limited TV series that's coming this fall, The Santa Clauses. Oh, yeah, we watched that as well. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we didn't really get much uh, of the story from the trailer. It was more a teaser with Peyton Manning, uh, but um, we know that Tim Allen's Santa wants to retire and we will be looking for a new Santa. So that was one of those movies that my dad really loved. So we watched the first Santa Claus movie almost every Christmas. Um, yeah, it's the a other great one. Two, the other two weren't that great, but the first one was pretty good. Yeah. I like the second one. The first two, I like the third one's. Eh. I but don't the... remember the second or the third one. One second is the one Mrs. is the missile. Like, I know I've seen them. I just couldn't yeah. tell you a thing. And about then the them. third one is the one where Martin Short is uh, Jack Frost. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And he okay. takes yeah, over yeah, being yeah. Santa because yeah. he goes back in time and. Steals I don't actually the... think I've seen that one. Yeah, he goes back <laughs> in time and gets the suit from the Santa that falls off the roof before Tim Allen can. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this will uh, shut some right wing nut bars up about how Hollywood is canceling Tim Allen. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! It's opening all new nut bars. Oh, <laughs> great! Because I have a feeling Cal Penn is going to end up being the new Santa. Who? Oh, yeah, because he's in this, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Cal plus, Penn. there's been Who's some that? controversy feel... in the Santa groups on Facebook about oh, his no. new look. And, Who's oh. Cal Penn? Cal, Cal Penn was Penn? Kumar and Harold and Kumar. Okay. I feel bad, but that is the easy, the quickest, easiest way to explain who he was. He was also oh, on yeah. House. Yeah. yeah. And his character's name has the same initials as Scott Calvin, Santa Claus. Mm. Oh, so, gotcha. yeah. Unless it's a red herring, I don't know. But uh, I have a feeling. And he's a single father with a daughter. Mm. Oh, yeah. So he's definitely getting it. Yeah. Hey, he's a former White House staff member in the Barack Obama administration. He that, is. Yeah. Yes. So, I know anyway, that's why he be, left house. I will be tuning in for the Santa Clauses. I'll I'll watch it. I I I kind of have to agree a little bit with your Santa groups. Is like there is something weird about the look they've given him. Like it almost looks mechanical. So wait, is he a nut bar? Who? <laughs> Who? Cal Penn? No, no but he's not it's, white. But he, and oh. there will be people who will whine and complain about it. Oh, if Santa doesn't end up being a white guy. I follow yeah. you now. Okay. I follow. There you go. Because <laughs> if he doesn't look like he came off of Coca-Cola ad, it can't be Santa. Yeah. yeah. 
So wait, now, okay, I missed this whole conversation, I feel. So why is your Santa group upset? <laughs> because of the look that, that Tim Allen has. They, they've they changed his costume. They've changed the way his beard looks. Plus, uh, okay. uh, they some are upset about the way that the story is going to go. I don't know. But people, if people don't have a reason to, if people don't have a reason to be upset, they make up their own reason. Yeah. Right. Let's get I, mad I, about okay. something we haven't seen yet because it hasn't aired. Yeah. People yeah. get very touchy about their passions. Yeah. <laughs> when when does this one come to Disney Plus? Uh, in November. Okay, yep. good. Just time for Christmas. Christmas. Perfect. Cool. Alrighty. Um, so let's delve into well, pick one. Ryan, where are we going with Marvel or uh, Star Wars first? Uh, Star Wars first. There's less. Okay. Star Wars. Star Wars. There you go. Um, okay. We have casting news for the Ahsoka series. We have an Ezra Bridger. Yay! Uh, Iman Esfandi. Uh, Iman Esfandi. He was Aladdin in the live-action remake. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so that and that, really and like, that's one of those rumors that's been like floating around. Like, I want to say until like shortly after he came out, where he was having a hard time getting a job, those rumors started. Yes, he um, he he had real trouble getting cast in anything after being the star of a billion dollar grossing film. Why, I wonder. Why? Because his background is Middle Eastern. Oh, people and are And he doesn't want to play a terrorist, which Yeah, like, okay. Well, makes sense. Good for him. Why are people so awful? Yeah. But we're getting that means there's another member of the Ghost Crew confirmed for the for the series. I'm excited yep. about that too. I really want to know what happened to Ezra. Yep. Well, that's <laughs> what we're going to find out. Yay! I'm kind and, of curious uh, how much he's actually in it. Yeah. Like, well, the, it to depends me, the... on if they find them, him at the beginning of the show or at the end of the show. <laughs> or do we have storylines going on where we see him wherever he is, if if he's good or bad? Mm. While they're, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, one thing we did get to see is there's a still. Uh, we got our first look from of um, of film. That's like I said, a photo, a still from the sh- from uh, filming, and it is of uh, Sabine standing in front of the mural that she painted, uh, recreating the final scene from Rebels. Cool. And the mural looks awesome. It looks bang on. It looks like they pretty much just took the animation cell and slapped it on the wall. And then, it, but now it's a live action Sabine and standing standing there instead. So I wonder if anybody else is going to show up. I mean, obviously not Kanan. Um. <laughs> Kanan Jr. Though maybe that's true. Little green haired yeah. Kanan. Um, I would uh, I would imagine uh, Thrawn in some capacity has to show up. Well, yeah, sounds. I would assume since if we're getting Ezra, then. There has to be some conclusion to that. We know he's alive. Yeah. From the how do we know he's alive? Well, at least Ahsoka thinks he's alive because she says that that woman's that that woman her master was Thrawn. So right. Hmm. Um, Um, And uh, we know Hera is uh, makes an appearance. Yeah. We don't know who's playing her. No. Which also means uh, then we must be getting Chopper. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no way all these other people are in there without Chopper. And they've already they built can... a live-action Chopper. Because you see him in Rogue One. So they have it. He's out there. Are they going to do Zeb? That would be really cool. But yeah. We know, <laughs> but they, they may, you know, he... I they think say he, he would have home. to be CGI. Yeah. Well, a combination. They, you know, he's kind of Wookiee-ish. Yeah, I guess. The nice thing about him is he's one of those ones that, like, you can, like, he could be CGI or live action, and they could still get Steve Bloom to do his voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can see it's not him not being there because, well, yeah. from looking at the end of Rebels, he takes the other guy, Captain, well, Mutton, Captain Chops. Mutton Chops. Yeah, back to the <laughs> new home yeah. of his people, right? So that's true. That's true been a while since i've seen the end of rebels but that's right (laughs) um and then we got another our final trailer for andor yes that starts next week yep yep uh the 21st right does that one coming out on the wednesday uh yes yeah and we get three episodes (laughs) this is true (laughs) love it yeah can't wait looking forward to that one should be good uh, Cassian wasn't my favorite per- or character in the, in Rogue One. I liked him, but I don't know. Eh, I mean, oh, I'm going to watch it, but... Same, but I think it's more of a that side of the rebellion, like the, the building of yeah. the rebellion and that yeah. part of the Star Wars world. Like, Just like how you know, we all enjoyed Rogue One. Yeah. Like, really, the, the trailer, more than anything in it, is Stalin Skarsgård. Yeah. Yes. Like he he's all over that thing. So like I'm I'm guessing he plays a fairly important character, but like I hear Mon which Mothma. Which I'm I'm cool with that though too. I hear Mon Mothma is a very important character in this show. Which would make sense. It's like we've got the like Star Wars trifecta of shows coming out because we've got the Jedi side, the Jedi show, we've got the political show, and we've got the bounty hunter show. Yeah. And those are basically the three pillars of Star Wars. Yeah. The Jedi, the politics, and the bounty hunters. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, their underbelly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, staying in line with that, we got our first look at season three of The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Yep. Baby Yoda. A whole bunch more Mandos. A whole bunch more Mandos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you didn't think your father was the only Mandalorian, did you? <laughs> now, am I the only one that, like, I, I add, like, this every time I see that first trailer where the, the armorer is like, you took your helmet off. You are a Mandalorian no more. I'm like, bitch, I am the dark saver. Yeah. I'm your king. <laughs> <laughs> I command you to take off your helmet. Ha 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 ha. Although I do like what Bo-Katan said about how your cult is the thing that divided Mandalore. So that should be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be an interesting season. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. There is some speculation <laughs> from some people that we'll see him, uh, that we may get to see Baby Yoda in Mando armor. Before <laughs> the season's done. <laughs> Little helmet. So would the helmets ears. include his ears or would his ears be sticking out? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, you'd have to either his ears would either get covered or be 
fit, I, I think. I don't think you're going to have a helmet on with your ears sticking out. That's just <laughs> an easy spot to get shot. Yeah, you imagine that anybody's going to get close enough to him to get shot, for him to get injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got our first look at Tales of the Jedi. Oh, mm. baby Ahsoka! <laughs> yes, baby Ahsoka and a young Count Dooku. <laughs> and that's also coming within the next couple of weeks. And a young yes. Qui-Gon. And a young Those Qui-Gon. Are the short episode shows, right? Right. It's only six short episodes. Yeah. Yeah, but like even like they're like what fifteen minutes a piece or something like that. If that, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Well, how long Maybe were the visions ones? Uh, ten to twenty minutes. Were they? Okay. Yeah. And so. uh, did you have anything else there for Star Wars? Uh, da da da, so good, da 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 da, and uh, duh, that's it for me for Star Wars. So the one thing that was pointed out is that uh, Rogue Squadron movie that Patty Jenkins was working on has mm-hmm. uh, completely disappeared from the schedule. Yes, actually, I just saw, saw that tonight too. Did that, you bring yeah, that up? We, yeah. we know it. Yeah, yeah, we knew it had been postponed, due, like partially due to the pandemic, and then some other stuff. But now it has sort of completely disappeared. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I did see, we'll, we'll see an article. I, I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was reading an article where just kind of talked about how the, um, uh, what's her name, the head of Star Wars right now, is, I guess, hesitant to greenlight any movies because the last few that she has greenlit uh, have all fallen apart. Oh. That, to me, is, don't, maybe not the greenlight the movies, maybe uh, delegate better. And not have a heavy hand and shit. Just kind of maybe let your creators create. I, I don't know. Whatever that they seem to do that, like like the Mandalorian, for instance, it seems yeah. to go pretty well. Just just hand it over to Dave Filoni. Let him take care yep. of it. And Favreau. And yep. Favreau. Yep. Yeah, let them be your Star Wars Kevin Feige's. Yep. Exactly. Anyways, yeah, so a little sad on that front because I think she's a talented director, but uh, I, yeah, and I was looking I, forward unfortunately, to unfortunately, yeah. yeah, the premise for that movie between, sounded good, yeah. And between that and like Wonder Woman, did okay, so Wonder Woman 2 did well, it didn't do as like expected, it so wasn't it, great, and like that. Yeah, and it's not. It, it was a little bit of a mess of a movie. It ha, it has some really good parts in it, and it has some really like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> but me, like, it, it seemed like after that, the the wind out of sails for this rogue movie happened, and I hope that's not the case. Like, you know, it's when they start making shitty movie after shitty movie. That's when you get concerned. But like, every director has a bad movie. Like just a, yeah. just a movie that falls apart. Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest directors of his generation, has actually quite a few terrible films in it in his like filmography. So you know, like we we should give more leeway to some of these people. I'm not yeah. saying let them bomb like eight or nine times in a row, but like you know, first movie w- went really well. Second movie, eh, that went was a little bit of a mess, but still made you money. 
give them a shot on the third one. I mean, they're still letting M. Light Shyamalan make movies. Yes. He's made, like, a bunch of stickers right in a row. <laughs> All right. So, on to Marvel News. On to Marvel News. Okay, we got our first trailer looked at Werewolf by uh, Werewolf by Night. Sorry, not by Midnight, by Night. Mm. Uh, looks interesting. I know I nothing be about good as the like character. a Halloween special. Oh yeah, he's a werewolf whose real name is Jack Terrier. Mm. No, Jack Russell. Or Jack Russell. Yeah, I'm sorry. like that's like they named him Doggy McDoggerson. Doggy McDoggerson. I wonder who the werewolf is. Maybe the guy who's named like a dog. No, that's too obvious. Yeah. It can't be him. Uh. But Man Thing shows up in the uh, the trailer, so yes. I, I'm. The, the the aesthetic that they're going for, while is very appealing to some people, is not my aesthetic, so I don't really care for this at all. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't know how much the trailer and the, what we just got is going to reflect what we're going to be watching. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if, but if they're going to do it in that kind of, like, flickery black and white style, um, that's not my thing. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I have a hard time seeing them making it look like that the whole time. Yeah. Just because it, you it, never know. Yeah. This and might like we'll this might out. be one of those ch- times where they like they take a take a chance, right? Yeah. Well, like you said, that comes out soon. Hmm. Yeah, October seventh. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. All right. All the Halloween Next. stuff's are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got our first trailer for Secret Invasion. That looks um, interesting. Yeah. I'm still not convinced it's the scrolls are the bad guys in it. Or um, not all the scrolls. There might be like a faction of scrolls who are the bad well, guys. Well, that's kind of what it was in the comic story, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm leaning I, more so now that it is scrolls, though. Personally, like I was, I was like, I was like you. I wasn't sure where they were going with it, but I'm thinking now, yeah, it's they are going with scrolls. Because the Captain Marvel, go ahead, oh, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I was gonna say the Captain Marvel scrolls were just a small group of scrolls that got rescued from the Kree, right? It's been a while yeah. since I've seen Captain Marvel, so yeah. it could be that those are the only quote-unquote good scrolls, yeah. and the rest of the scrolls are the bad scrolls. Yeah, could be. So in the original, in the comic, it was a, I guess it was after, I want to say Galactus may have destroyed the homeworld of the Skrulls, and the, what was kind of left and scattered about the, the, the now new queen was like a religious zealot, like some, someone like that, a religious zealot, a different sect of Skrulls, and then, you know, after this devastating, you know, the devastation of their homeworld, they, they all kind of started following her, and... Her plan was, well, if we can't have our home world, we'll take their home world. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, well, there, it involves shapeshifters. We know that much from the trailer. Yep. So, yeah, looks interesting. Um, then we got some, we got, uh, some Captain America uh, movie announcements. Oh, I didn't see those. Uh, Captain America 4, New World Order. 
uh, they've announced we got uh, information about the villain, and it's going to be uh, the leader, or at least one of the villains. Yes, leader. Exactly, big, big old, big, big brain, green skin leader. Which is funny. Wasn't he a Green Lantern villain? No, no. Similar design though. Yes, oh. go go like two episodes back, and we'll relive that same conversation we had, and then come back, and we'll carry on. But yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great to see that they're bringing back the same actor from the sounds of it, and bring that yep. character back from the uh, Incredible Hulk movie. So, and then um, this uh, our new Captain America is getting a new sidekick. He, we're getting a new Falcon. Well, he appeared in the show, didn't he? Yes. Like, not like with a backpack and stuff, but he he was already in there. He was kind of yeah. He was like his technical support oh. guy. Oh. Yeah. So he's going to the... be new the new Falcon. Is he the new? Oh yeah, I liked him. Yeah. Apparently, he's also and he was in uh, the the new Top Gun movie. I didn't realize that until I was reading that. So yeah. So uh, that's that's sounds very interesting. Looking forward to it. Uh, we got our Thunderbolts team announced. I was surprised to see Zemo wasn't on the lineup. Yes. Now, it doesn't mean he's not in the movie. No, very true. Because um, I, I, I doubt very much that he's not in this movie. So considering all the other characters that they've brought in from the TV stuff, from everything else, right? Like, uh, I think it's great that Red Guardian's in it. Mm-hmm. We have to see more of him. Uh, Taskmaster, surprise Taskmaster's in it, considering how that movie ended. But um, that, and, and then I guess now we know Ghost is alive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one that didn't surprise me too, too much. No. But it was we, questionable it how she survived. Get, like a little bit of a resolution. To, yeah. Mm hmm. So, uh-huh. Well, I'm uh, I'm assuming uh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine has something to do with how she's still managing to be a cohesive person. Possibly, yep. Since uh, Ant Man, um, and, and, and I'm that guessing. Well. Yeah, I'm guessing Winter Soldier acts as kind of the leader for the team. Yeah, the one one thing I was reading is like, it sounds like he's the, actually the most sane of all the people on the team. <laughs> I'd say uh, Elena is pretty sane. <laughs> She's well, sarcastic as shit, but okay, sane, yes. Um, emotionally damaged, very much. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> She's quite more chaotic evil. It's going to be a very interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Is it a movie or a TV yeah. show? No, it's a movie. No, that's oh, going cool. to be a movie. Well, at least it was announced with all their announcements for movies. So um, I'm assuming okay. it's a movie. I could see it being a TV series or at least uh, even a straight to Disney Plus movie. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they went that route. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a confirmation of the Fantastic Four movie director, 
As we reported previously, Matt Shackman has been now confirmed to be that director. That is all we know about Fantastic Four. <laughs> now we don't know about casting or anything yet? Nope. No announcements. And then my last little bit of Marvel news that I've got is they announced a, uh, a new game that kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. It's a, a Marvel game that's uh, starring Captain America and Black Panther teaming up during World War II in Paris. Um, it looks like there's also an, a second soldier, like a soldier and then, I guess, um, a Wakandan soldier uh, as characters. Like when you see like, on the screen, you see like these four characters. And you have the, a Black Panther, which I say that because I, I doubt very much it's the, our Black Panther. It'd probably be his father or grandfather, right, since it's World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looks uh, so. Yeah, this is a new game coming. Another another video game. Cool. Um, that was it. For what I got for Marvel stuff. Did you guys got anything extra that I that I might have missed? So unfortunately, uh, Kevin had to leave because he'd probably be more the expert on this. But uh, our listener uh, Julian. Uh, showed me a clip that I haven't seen, and that clip was uh, of for the parks. They're introducing the Hulk into the Avengers campus. Oh, okay, oh. I didn't hear about that. And I... they and he came out on stage, and oh. it was it was it was interesting because so. Um, Jen and I have seen it in person. I'm sure you've seen videos of the Megatron and Optimus Prime and Bumblebee that Universal Studios have. Yeah. It was, my guess is it's very similar to that. Like it's a, it's a guy in a like weird sort of stilt suit thing, but it looked really cool. Now the Mm -hmm. thing is, is he's in the suit that he's in. Also has like the quantum suit, like from uh, Endgame, like when okay. they're traveling through time. Yep. So his head is covered by a helmet, which also like means you can hide stuff. Yeah. But his voice have, like, is yeah. done by Mark Ruffalo. Nice. Oh, cool. So it was it was just kind of like this cool thing. Uh, Julian showed me the video of it, and was like it it doesn't. It, it isn't an incredibly smooth walk, but it's definitely smoother than uh, Megatron and Optimus are. And it also looks much more free range than they are, because if you ever see them, they kind of stick to like one spot and don't really move around like leg wise too, yeah. too much. They just, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool. Other than that, um, I think that's everything. Um, that you do I'm remind sure me. Might have heard there is a. They did another thing for the, the their Avengers campus. There's going to be a another ride with. Uh, I think it was King Thanos, and some kind of a multiversal ride. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, artwork for it where you see like Thanos with a kind of an old old man looking face with a big crown, and then they kind of like. The all kinds of characters like swirling around them and stuff. So it's like a multiverse and like Thanos is king and yeah. Don't know much about it other than that. 
Alrighty. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode, which means Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, so I've been uh, kind of revisiting a series that I read. I've read many times, but I first read a long time ago when I was a teenager. One of the series that got me into fantasy books. Um, the Belgariad by David Eddings. Have you read that, Ryan? Never heard of it. No? Don't. So it's really old. It's from it was written in or published in 1982 into 1984. It's a five book series. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook of it while I've been driving to and from work. Um, I'm on book four. Mm, it's dated. The mm. writing as an adult now, I'm like, hmm, this person had uh, really interesting views on uh, women and, you know, casual racism. But it holds a warm spot in my heart because it's one of the very first fantasy series I ever read. And it's a very good story if you kind of you know look over some of the stuff keep in mind when it was written um and it's this is probably the series that had the most impact on how i write and you know how i perceive fantasy and fantasy settings so um yeah if you guys if you love fantasy books and you haven't read the belgariad by david eddings again it's pretty old you're sure you can find it at the library i'm listening to the audiobooks uh from i think i got it on my simcoe county library card uh the first book is called pawn of prophecy um and then there is a sequel so it's five books for the belgariad and then there's uh f five more books called the malorian which is the sequel to the belgariad which i'm not sure if they have those on audiobooks i'm gonna have to uh to look it up but i really enjoy it and um yeah i have all the books it's you know they're my, my comfort books so go out and revisit a series you haven't read in a while or one you enjoyed when you were younger and uh see how that holds up <laughs> <laughs> ryan uh well since we're doing the guilty pleasures and uh, and and things bring things back uh, one of my guilty pleasure shows is back for a new season, and it's just as good as ever. The uh, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch is back on the History Channel. Watch them look and try, you know, try to figure out why there's portals and UFOs and all kinds of weird things happening down on this ranch in the Utah Basin. Uh, Utah Basin. Um, the latest season came back. They have they have an area where they have figured there may be as they they quote, air quotes a portal or something in the triangle area of the ranch because there's an area where they have a lot of weird uh, radio signals or like uh, atmospheric signals and the, the, all their the, the different sciencey settings and you know things the readings go weird over there. And so they decided, you know what we'll do? We're going to shoot a bunch of rockets into it and see what happens. <laughs> and these rockets had, like, different, you know, sensors and stuff in it. And they brought in this company uh, that's made up of ex-military guys who used to, who actually worked on the, uh, one of these, the, the ships that were part of the, uh, the, the uh, carrier group that the famous TikTok video was from. 
and had seen they they saw that footage and that they, they were there on the ship when that was going on and stuff and they uh, have their own company now where they track the UAVs and do like things like that and uh, they've came up with all their high tech stuff and every time the, the the group was ready to launch one of their rockets and they were ready to track it the all electrical stuff in their vehicle and their computers would turn off every time and I love it. It's like, <laughs> this is great. And, you know, so, you know, it's one of these things, you know, believe what you want with it. I like these kinds of shows and these, what's going on with this, especially like this one and uh, the ones of the, uh, the Blind Frog Ranch one. That one was pretty good, too. Um, they, they keep a little bit of an air of mystery and wonder uh, in the world. And our world is so... Uh, every day by day i like to believe that you know maybe there's buried aztec treasure on this ranch over there and then if you know a few miles away another ranch is being has like portals where people have seen dinosaurs and monsters come out of it and cattle are getting mutilated and ufos are showing up and why not <laughs> and you know what there's and there's there has to be something to it all considering the amount of money that different factions and groups of the U.S. government have sunk into, especially at Skinmarker Ranch. At one point, it was owned by the guy who owns um, one of the big U.S. military complex, like one of the, the, the air, uh, one of the airplane manufacturers and stuff like this. And he had leased it out to the U.S. government who had all kinds of scientists and stuff out there doing experiments and checking things and all their all their stuff has been you know deemed classified so they, you can't find out what they learned so there's got to be something to go to it to all this right so whether it maybe it's all just hallucinations caused by all the fallout that's in the ground because it's all downwind from the uh nuclear testing when you know of the bombs from back in uh, the 40s right so who yeah. knows but yeah, so Skinwalker Ranch is back on History Channel with uh, season three. So give it a shot. Go watch it. Brent, what's your pick this week? Uh, I got I got one small one and uh, one bigger one. The Ooh. small one goes out to uh, the most awesome tweet I've seen in a while. Um as our listeners know, I am a big fan of pro wrestling, and one of the heels that I enjoy at the moment is a guy named Maxwell Jacob Friedman, otherwise known as MJF. Uh, apparently, he one of these sports websites, like a legit sports website, uh, discovered that he was engaged to a longtime girlfriend. And the cool thing slash hilarious thing about MJF is he very, very rarely leaves character, and this is not one of those moments where he left character because uh, he uh, retweeted it, but with his tweet saying, "Ladies panicking on my timeline, don't worry. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score." Nice. <sighs> I'm sure at some point he down with. With her and how he is in character all the time, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would I would assume if if they're if he's engaged to this woman, 
she knows his his stick. Like he, she knows he she knows what what she's yeah. getting. At. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I I would mention that. Um, as for like my actual geek pick. Uh, I'm going to go with a comic book, and that is The, the Amazing Spider-Man. It is on its ninth issue this week, Ryan. Is that correct? Something like that. I haven't actually yeah. read my issue and, yet. Yeah, it, it's, it's been a really good run. I'm I'm not a huge Spider-Man for, fan for comics. I've been on and off over the years. Uh, Spider-Man is a... He's a big favorite. I really like Dan Slott's run, but I've kind of fallen off of it since then. They just re, uh, renumbered uh, the book again not too long ago. And it, it basically kind of coincided with me uh, starting to work at Big B. So it, it was like one of the first number ones as, as I started working. And I started reading it. And I really enjoy this book. It's really good. But it, it get, like, again... Spider-Man works best when the writers and artists get to the core of what Spider-Man's about. And Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. are doing a really good job of doing that. So uh, I would suggest people check it out. That's it for this episode. We will be back in two weeks. But before then, we have Patreon shoutouts. Um, I also want to kind of put out there... Um, just as sort of a little bit of a pilot program, maybe this will become a different tier at some point. But uh, I know because of our patrons, it's a very small group of people. You all have like some side hustles and some like sort of fun jobs that you're doing and stuff like that. So, uh, in terms of shout outs. Uh, feel free to like send us your websites for your various things. You can uh, message us with those, and I will include it as part of the shoutouts uh, for the the foreseeable future, unless we we change like the the tiers and stuff like that. Um, am I the only one who's got the list in front of me, or does someone else do it? I've got it up too, but you can go ahead. Okay. So uh, shoutouts go to Drew Parent, Karina. Rhino Vision, who I saw at work today with his son. It, he, oh, his son how's he doing? Cute. Good. Uh, well, like, able to drive around with him. So that's, like, a step up. Good. I wish I'd have known he was coming in. I still have... Uh, oh, you his... missed him by, like, hours. He no, but I mean, I would have left... Like I had. I would have left something behind, uh, like, the other oh, day. Oh, okay. I um, uh, gotcha. I've got a, he left a big, uh, like, a desktop mouse pad at work. Instead of just a regular okay. most pens like giant and some in my back seat. Yep. Sorry. So uh no worries. Rhino Vision, uh Alex James, Team Woods, who also does the uh, true north nerds.com website. Uh thank you as always, Team Woods, for that. Mike Hammond, Gavin, and our good friend Rex, who uh is uh, one of those people that I thought of in terms of the the side hustle life. So um yeah. So <laughs> he's working would, out, he's got goals. So if you would like to be a patron for True North Nerds, you can go to true north patreon.com slash true north nerds and for just three dollars a month, you can help us keep the lights on. Yep. Thank <laughs> you. We appreciate all uh, of you. Thank you so much. 
And if you would like to see, uh, if our patrons would like to see me try to get the guys to play The Sims 4, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. With that, uh, Ryan, where can our listeners find you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Tales from Collectiverse, where myself and Ed uh, Snowhawk Cosplay uh, post pictures and videos of our latest collectible purchases. And then you can hear us talk all about them on episodes of Tales from the Collectiverse right here on the True North Nerds podcast channel. Cool. Jen? Uh, You can find me on this podcast, the one you're listening to right now, True North Nerds. If you are on Instagram, you can also find me at Dolls and Ponies, where I take pictures of some of my collection. Um, When I remember to, I post to the True North Nerds Instagram, which is at True North Nerds. Um, And I got a new phone, and for some reason, I can no longer access the Sailor Snacking Instagram. So I'm going to have to figure that out at some point. But uh, once I do, I I will be back on there as well. (laughs) And Brent, what about you? Uh, I am mainly doing uh, just this show. The uh, uh, like almost a month ago, I did a uh, show with our good friends uh, Nate Milton and uh, the professor Chris Ely, uh, Kings of Sports. Uh, there was a YouTube version of the show out now. If you're interested uh, in episode 301, which is the episode I appear in, there's an audio version that you can now. Uh, listen to on your podcast app of choice uh we talk a little bit about football i should say they talk a little bit about the about football (laughs) and i chime in a little bit but not like a huge amount and uh but uh, we talk baseball which i have more into and uh marvel and dc which i'm super into obviously and a bunch about wrestling. So it's a fun chat. Uh, as uh, our loyal listeners know, Nate is a great podcaster, as is Chris, uh, who hasn't been on our show yet. But I'm I'm scheming to have uh, the both of them make an appearance at some point. But <laughs> that's, that is it for this show. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. And yeah, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. 